Good morning, Anna, and welcome back to the Local Paleo Show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a while. It's our pleasure. Well, you know, time flies when you're having Local Paleo Show. Pretty much. Yeah, we haven't stopped. We're still around. Um, you know, as the old folks, we, uh, we tend to be tough to kill, right? It's a bit slower than usual, but we're still here. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How are, how is everybody? <clears throat> Wonderful, I take it. Yes, definitely. Totally good. Okay, so Anna, thank you for coming back on our show and uh, to talk about your COVID-19 experience. Could you give us a quick reminder of, about you and your background, please? Definitely. Well, I was on the show, I think, three years ago, I saw yesterday, so that's, uh, this is pretty exciting. Anyway, I am Hannah Boetius, and I um, am a type 1 diabetic since I was two years old, and that was in 1985, so uh, it, it's been a while <laughs> since I was diagnosed. I uh, basically did everything wrong as a type 1 diabetic until I discovered low carb, and that really saved my life. So I'm very happy and grateful to be able to spread the message to perhaps others that need to hear the same thing. I um, am a fierce patient advocate, <laughs> mm -hmm. public speaker, and uh, an ex-coach, put it that way. And I also organize events in Europe, so uh, that's, I have a lot going on. Good, good for you. Um... What has been your experience so far with the COVID-19? Is there still confinement in your part of the world? By the way, we need to specify that Anna lives in Switzerland, right? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, I mean, Switzerland closed down fairly early in comparison to other uh, places in the world. So we had a complete lockdown. I mean, we could still leave our house and everything, but we had no businesses were open, no nothing was open for about eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Apart from okay, groceries and and uh, and pharmacies and stuff like that, but um, the rest was closed. No cafes, no cinemas, no hairdressers, no nothing. And so Switzerland took it pretty seriously from the beginning on, which I think was a good strategy. To be completely honest, in hindsight, now well, with as, as much hindsight as we can have at this point of time, because of course it's not over and we're not through it, but. Uh, the first sort of wave um, we've managed to, or Switzerland has managed to, to calm down pretty well. There are no official um, confinements or, or sort of lockdowns or anything left. However, mm. of course, viewer <laughs> discretion is advised and uh, social distancing is still in place. And if you do show symptoms, then quarantine yourself. And uh, we don't have a, uh, you don't have to wear a mask in public, although uh, a few of us do, just to be on the safe side still. Uh, I know that's a hugely debated topic, for example, in the States and also in, in other places. So just wanted to make sure that that is said, that we don't have to have them, but um, yeah, it, it can be a good idea. Um, but yeah, no, no official confinements anymore, no nothing like that. So we're slowly, slowly starting to find a, a new normal in, uh, in Switzerland as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I like this um, term new normal. Yeah, no, I know, um, but for the lack of better words. <laughs> there's, there's something about the new world order uh, kind of feeling for it to it, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not too excited about that. But um, 
So uh, it appears that the Swiss governments have been more serious than the Italians in that matter, right? You've been avoiding all the, um, most of the trouble coming from Italy. Have you shut down your borders or? Uh, yes, we did shut down the borders. Uh, I mean, when Italy really, really started going hot and also France and Germany, like all around Switzerland, it's been really, mm -hmm. really bad. Um, and they shut down the borders very quickly. Um, and especially because there's a lot of Italians working in Switzerland, for example, in the southern part. Yeah. By the French border the same and by the German border the same. So it's it, it's been difficult to uh, to keep it shut because there are so many people who uh, work and, and live on, on either side of the, of the border. But uh, yeah, I think we've hopefully avoided the Italian crisis. <laughs> so so uh, let me get this straight. You blocked the Italians, the French and the German, but you didn't block the British. What's wrong with that? Uh, I think Britain blocked itself pretty, pretty soon. No, we blocked everything. Um, no <laughs> you one was blocked really, everything? Yeah, yeah. No one was really allowed okay. to leave without a valid reason and it had to be uh, you know, in, it had to be approved in writing by, you know, some sort of governmental body. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, no one came in or out for about eight, ten weeks, something like that. Mm. No, I just say that um, as a joke, I felt picked on, you know, as a, French, <laughs> as a Frenchman. Uh, how, how has it affected your business? Uh, I guess it's not so good for you, right, because you do a lot of... Um, uh, events and things like that how does yeah it's it's been it's been a challenge uh, especially because the events that i organize called the low carb universe they are in-person live events yeah. and i don't really recommend anyone to have one of those businesses in 2020 so far <laughs> to be honest right. but on the other hand it's given me time to focus on other things that i haven't been able to focus on for a while like setting up a new website and you know, making uh, marketing materials and you know stuff like that 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 I pushed away for a while because I was just too busy with organizing the event itself. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been good and bad. Uh, for my other business, the public speaking one, it's sort of the same. <laughs> right. It's been I've, I've had a few public speaking things online, but uh, the sort of in person, the community feeling, all of that stuff that really drives me to do that kind of work and share yeah. my expertise like that. It's been, of course, completely dead, <laughs> apart from yeah, social media. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, as far as your, your own consulting business, I guess you still continue that online, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. I've done a lot of online work. Um, and that's something that I'm really excited about because maybe, maybe, maybe with this crisis, uh, other companies can also realize that working you know, remotely is an opportunity and is a chance right. for others. Yeah. So uh, I do realize that in your particular um, um, health reasons, uh, you, you have to be particularly careful about this virus because it tends to also go after diabetes, mm -hmm. diabetic patients. Um, so besides your diet, which is a keto diet, let's remember that. Um, what else have you, have you done something different or added? Um, I don't know, supplements or anything to your diet? Yes, uh, I, uh, when I started realizing that diabetes could be, it's still also a hotly debated topic, but whether or not, and here I really want to be on the safe side, 
rather than not. So when I started realizing that it could be a uh, contributing factor to a worse outcome, I started taking, of course, vitamin D. It's a big mm -hmm. one for the immunity and also zinc and omega-3s and also paying more attention to my gut health. So I started with a probiotic and also more collagen so that the gut lining can repair itself a little bit better and all of these sort of gut lining, happier, uh, happier gut lining uh, supplements because a lot of our immunity is, of course, uh, stems from the gut. Right. So, so you... So you and your gut as a, have a speaking relationship, you talk to each other? We talk to each other, yes. We have a uh, walkie-talkie system going on. <laughs> okay. And also then I, I've also focused more on things like stress management, for example. Okay. So a lot of, uh, well, daily meditation and yoga and, you know, just all these things to try to calm down the nervous system because a, a stressed nervous system is also not good for the immune system, of course, as we know. And then in order to keep my mind, you know, a little bit healthier in Switzerland, I know it's different in the US, but in Switzerland, I am fairly certain that we can trust the, the regulations that we got from, from the government and stuff. Um, so I've really been keeping with the regulations. I didn't meet anyone really apart from my husband who lives in the same house, <laughs> but I didn't really meet anyone for eight weeks and really mm. kept to, uh, to those regulations. So, uh, that was sort of to help my immune system from an outside perspective. Right. Right. I, um, I heard, uh, recently stories of, uh, um, a woman in, uh, having to quarantine herself within her own house yeah and then she went and literally slept in the basement for for a few weeks before she was afraid she was afraid to contaminate the rest of the family mm. so that can be that cannot be a whole lot of fun um yeah. are you getting enough exercise while under confinement i am thank you for asking though <laughs> No, but I mean, I've been working from home for the past eight years. So the yeah. working from home part is really no news. I, I have my routine going. It's fine. Um, and, but I have added more exercise, actually, to also combat stress um, during the, the confinement and, or, or during the, the lockdown uh, so that I knew that my body could handle uh, anything that may or may not be thrown my way a little bit better. So I have a set schedule with things that I do during the week. I have three times a week, I do body weight exercises. Um, I go out for a walk at least, because we could always go out for walks even when it, when it wasn't the worst. Um, and I do at least 30 to 40 minutes of walking a day. And then uh, every day for, uh, as my after work treat is a yoga session, whether that's 10 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour, doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, to have that switch off from yeah. work to private life <laughs> sort of thing. Right. So it becomes a buffer. Uh, so yes, I made sure that, that I move enough and a lot. Right. Well, good for you. Uh, I understand that some people's, uh, a form of exercise is lifting their fork from the plate to the mouth and, yes. <laughs> and back. <laughs> so I hear comments about a lot of people gaining weight through this. So yeah, COVID-15, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, blame it on the virus, right? Um, so uh, for people like that, what do you have any recommendation um, to control maybe those tendencies? 
Well, for me, a big one, or what I see a lot is the, the inability to differentiate between emotional eating and physical, like need for nutrition. Yeah. And there I, I set up a test for myself, actually, <laughs> because mm. when you are eating emotionally, you're usually going for like really good stuff, like a piece of chocolate, even if it's 90%, but then, you know, it can be too much anyway, or, you know, whipped cream and berries, even though it's all low carb, it can get too much because you're just going for that like quick fix. Yeah. But if I can imagine to eat a cold, so from the fridge, boiled egg, mm and think like, oh, that's actually a good idea. Then I know I'm nutritiously hungry. My body's right. actually hungry. And that's been my, my sort of mental test if it's you know, one or the other. Yeah, so that's, good. that's one test. But of course, then to balance it with, you know, really managing your emotions and your stress and exercising is a fantastic tool. Absolutely. So um, just as a reminder, you do follow the keto diet. Can you, for those that do not or not aware, can you explain the keto diet and how, you know, most people um, deal with it or handle it? Well, the way I handle it, it's always a bit individual, but I really focus on really nutritious, uh, good quality animal proteins. And to that, I eat some sort of vegetable. Uh, for example, yesterday I had uh, pulled beef that had been in the oven for, I think it ended up being something like 36 hours and some homemade coleslaw, for example. Uh, mm. So I got the fat from both the, the meat and from the creamy part in the coleslaw. And that is for me, a really nutritious, happy, healthy meal. Um, but generally keto diet is that you keep the carbs as low as possible. You have moderate protein and high fat, but that, you know, it depends on your goals and what you're trying to achieve with it as well. Okay, cool. So we, we sort of addressed the mental emotional challenges. Um, a lot of people um, get depressed, yeah. of course, stressed out because they lost their jobs. Yeah. Um, and it, so you talked about meditation, yoga, yeah. I guess sleep is also very important if, if possible. Yes, good sleep quality, not just quantity. I mean, if you're depressed, then you can sleep all day, every day anyway. <laughs> but really right. good sleep quality and mm -hmm. setting times for sleeping as well is a great trick. Um, and if uh, I've been fortunate enough to be able to continue, for example, things like therapy, uh, I've been able to do online. So I'm very happy and thankful that I've had that ability. Um, and a big one for me was to shut off all news flashes, like all yeah. these popping, you know, notifications yeah. everywhere. I just deleted all of those apps, uh, take them away from my life and also limit social media because there's so much varying degrees of qualitative <laughs> information on there. And the less stress you, you get from that, the less stress you get overall. Of course, yeah, so that's yeah, been the, a huge thing for me as well to just limit those things. Yeah, the mainstream media seems to focus only on the negative and, uh, yeah. and I can see where people are watching that all the time, which some people do because they have nothing else to do, then uh, it, would, it would aggravate their condition. Yeah. And, and yeah, in the process, yeah, you get brainwashed and you also affect your immune system uh, by being stressed all the time. So exactly. it's a vicious circle. Yeah. Um, 
Is there, do you have any personal stories you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, regarding COVID, um, mm -hmm. I think for me, the, the main thing has been to create a routine that yes. worked for me. Um, and also uh, to be able, especially during the lockdown when, you know, there's no social life, there's no nothing to sort of still differentiate work week from weekend somehow. Um, and really that, that the work day routine is really, you get up at this time, you get to work at this time, you do whatever you need in the morning and then you work until then. And then really just hour by hour, what am I doing this hour? So that you have that and you have that sort of, it becomes your, your uh, sort of safety net for yes. the day. At least if the day is scheduled and you know what is going to happen with you during the day or for you during the day, you can't control what a colleague says in a meeting, you can't control what comes in the mailbox, but you know, at least, you know, in the big, big uh, picture, you can control mm -hmm. a little bit what ha what's happening during the day and then really schedule to make it happen. And this is how you get, for example, exercise in, this is how you get healthy meals in, this is how you get your stress management in, it's in this routine. Yes. Um, and if you don't have that, then it becomes very quickly becomes like, eh, okay, well, I'll do a little bit of this and I'll do a little bit of that, but you know, there's no uh, coherence. Um, so right. a routine is my uh, superpower in this. And also realizing that no matter how, especially if depression and mental, mental health has, has taken a toll um, during this, there's really always, always, always something that you can do to improve your situation. Yeah. The last thing we want to do is become a couch potato, right? Because exactly. potatoes are against the keto diet anyway, right? Well, they're not the best. They're not the easiest to manage blood sugar wise. But um, yeah, I mean, that doesn't help anyone either. Because then you get stuck in this, you know, mainstream media cycle and everything starts repeating itself. And yeah, no, yeah. make a routine. And then even if it is like a little quarter of an inch or a centimeter sort of thing, walk forward, uh, step yeah. forward, then there's always something you can do to improve. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the recommendation of a friend, I'm, I'm looking at possibly starting to paint. Yeah. As, a, as, as a creative thing yeah. to do. Because uh, the, the rest of the day, I'm more into um, analytical kind of thing. Uh, trading on the stock market and things like this. So um, I need a little creativity in my life. So yeah. um, I, may, um, I may pick up that yeah, going that's, to. That's a great idea. And that can be whatever, you know, whatever creative thing anyone thinks is fun. So whether that's right. painting or writing, or I'm currently doing actually a course in iMovie just for fun. Okay. <laughs> but, you right. know, it gets like creativeness although I can use it for business, but you know, it gets that creative creativeness going. Um, but uh, yeah, something like that, whatever you think is fun. <laughs> yeah. So for people out there, you know, if you should get bored, maybe find something that you always wanted to do, but you never had the time to do. Now you have plenty of oh, time. Perfect. So <laughs> might as well. Right. Yes. So, um, you know, we're not there yet. Uh, you know, some uh, some states in the U.S. are starting to pick up again, you know, more and more cases and so on and so forth. So we're not. And then some, of course, some people predict there's going to be a second wave. So, you know, there's, there's a kind of a tail end of the first wave in some states. And then 
there's some people are getting ready for a second wave starting around September, October, especially in the northern climates. Um, but how do you plan to get out of the, you know, I know it's been a little bit easier for you. Um, do you have a particular plan to get out of uh, confinement or lockdown? Not really. I, I follow, of course, the local um, infection rate quite closely just to see, you know, how much um, freedom I can take, really. But it's not like I'm just going to, to the city and, you know, enjoying everything that I used to. I'm still very, very careful and doing it very much step by step. Mm -hmm. um, here in Switzerland, they're very, or we are <laughs> very big on uh, public transport, for example, public transportation. Yeah. But I am a bit cautious because there's so many people in one little space yeah. and everything. So I'm not really there to, to take that every day yet. I have a couple of times, but nothing, you know, regularly. Um, but yeah, I'm taking it very slowly and very carefully, partially because I am diabetic and I have to realize that it could hit me harder than, than necessary, but also because I don't want to, you know, spread it to others in case I carry it around. And yeah, and speaking of which, uh, what's your policy or your personal feeling about wearing masks and, you know, when and where and so on? <laughs> this is a trick question, right? <laughs> now, um, for me, it is, um, I do wear a mask if I am in closed spaces with others. Mm -hmm. So for example, the grocery store, or like I said, public transport, for example, or something like that. But if I'm just at home, no. If I'm uh, out in nature, no, even if it is a lot of people, I don't find it like, unless it's a very busy street, but I don't mm -hmm. really have to <laughs> engage in any of those but um so yes if it is uh, close spaces i do wear a mask if it's not then i uh, don't okay well see that wasn't so tricky no but i know no. it's a huge debate in the u.s that's why the big big debate yes uh i'm i'm on the i'm on your side too is i, I wear the mask inside and in grocery store when i go to a store mostly i have a respect for other people because yes you know but outside um not outside not in nature yeah. now walking on sidewalk and if i cross someone i put a little distance and that's fine you know that i don't we don't need to yeah. as long as nobody's coughing on you or vice versa yeah. um but I, I know some of my friends are very very um pro mask in all in you know, all times and all yeah. conditions like I don't think that long term wearing a mask all the time is healthy for you either. No, there are of course different theories about that, but I don't, I agree with you. I don't really think that that is necessary. And, and I really have gotten a new sort of, uh, a new appreciation for healthcare workers who do wear masks all the time. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. for example, I can't even imagine a multiple hour um, surgery. Yeah. Where, where you're wearing a mask the whole time. I, you know, I can barely breathe for 20 minutes when I go in and out through the grocery store. But um, yeah, it's uh, I have a newfound respect. <laughs> mm, that's true, very true. Um, okay, Mark, your turn. Me, already, again. You, <laughs> I know. Right, Honey, you've given us a, a fair bit of information already. Um, I'm sure some people are going to want to follow up on what you've said. Where can they get hold of you? 
they can go to my website hanaboetius.com and or actually my if you want to check out what i do with my events you can go to the lowcarbuniverse.com and i'm everywhere on social media with both accounts so hit me up on your favorite platform and uh, let's chat super super now we mentioned it sort of in passing earlier um, in many places in the world we're coming out of this this part of the COVID um, mm -hmm. book, I suppose, and probably starting a new chapter if I keep the same analogy. Um, what have you done in order to prepare yourself for the aftermath? I've honestly, I've played it very loosely. I have, I haven't really made a plan. I haven't really done anything apart from being cautious in terms of what I do. And then, like I mentioned before, um, but I don't really have a plan because I also realize that no one, not even the biggest scientists within this field really know what we're dealing with here. So we don't even know what the world is going to look like. Okay, maybe we know tomorrow, but maybe next week, in a couple of weeks, in a couple of months, we still don't know what the world is going to look like. So for me to then set up like a strict, stringent plan from A to Z of what I should do with my time and, and my energy, I don't feel that is very productive. So I have to be able to be that flexible and be sort of play it by ear more than, than uh, make a plan, detailed plan out of it. Hmm. So of course, I mean, that does bring us on to, to the other topic that uh, is hot on the lips of many people. That's the second wave. Yes. Is there, um, again, I mean, you, you say you're playing it by ear, but if there is a second wave, have you taken, I'll say, stronger steps than you, that you would have taken otherwise in order to make sure your immune system is doubly prepared? Um, honestly, I don't, I'm not sure if I can take any, <laughs> any much bigger steps. But yeah, of course, then, then I would probably limit even more the, pe the amount of people that I, mm. that I saw because I still went, uh, I have some quite uh, risk group people in in my very close vicinity that I helped to go grocery shopping for, for example, and stuff like that. And maybe I wouldn't even do that anymore. I would probably get on these lists where you can actually order groceries instead of going to the store and stuff like that. Um, so I, there are of course always more, you can always do more. Mm. That's not the thing, but uh, at this point of time, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna make any, <laughs> any declarations. But in case there is a second wave, of course, then I have to revisit how I handle this one. And especially um, in terms of mental health, I think a lot of people yeah. need to rethink things in that, in that case. I know you mentioned earlier on that, you know, at the start of this COVID episode, you increased the, the number and type of vitamins that you have. Yeah. I take it that will continue. Yes, yes, that continues. Now we have beautiful summer weather here in Switzerland, so vitamin D is uh, easily obtainable outside, so I don't really supplement that right now. But yeah, of course, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot one can do with supplements if they are needed, of course. They can also get too much and then, then it's bad in another way, but uh, there's a lot one can do. And uh, yeah, that will continue. The baseline will continue. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, and another thing that's going to rear its ugly head, I'm sure, at some point, is the subject of vaccines. 
Yes. What's your take on, on that? I mean, it seems to me, just to sort of be a bit provocative, yes. that governments want us to sort of just accept these types of things untested, um, you know, without any real track record. What would you do? Um, well, I followed the, I was offered the, the quick vaccine that came out. I think it was the swine flu. And then a couple months later, you know, people were uh, diagnosed with narcolepsy all of a sudden. So personally, I'm not sure I would go, I wouldn't be first in line at my doctor's office. Definitely <laughs> not. Uh, I would let it go a couple of months and hope for the best and then rather just keep socially distancing and, and keep away um, and see what happens first. Uh, I don't uh, fancy being a guinea pig in that way. <laughs> to be honest but yeah i also feel that uh, they are trying to really push out something that is minimally trialed minimally checked minimally you know controlled just to get something out there and i don't think that is the correct way of uh, dealing with it either yeah. well speaking of which what, what do you think about tracing and tracking Tracing and tracking. Interesting that you mentioned that today, actually, because Switzerland just brought out today their uh, tracking app. And I have downloaded it and I have activated it. Um, I'm lucky enough to have my husband working in sort of IT security things. So he's explained it to me very well <laughs> how they do it. And you know that there's no data that goes anywhere and no one can read your emails and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's uh, primarily or you know, as, at face value, I think it's a very good thing because then you can really um, track and you can map it out how it, how it spreads. And uh, that also gives us more information about what we're dealing with. And I think it also was in, um, was it Shanghai or, or South Korea where they brought one of those tracking apps out very quickly. And mm -hmm. I mean, their, their rates look fantastic still. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I mean, I can see that uh, there could be a benefit to it, uh, you know, and my doctor friend keeps on pushing me for, the, for you know, signing on and it's like, not going to do it. I don't want, it's bad enough that the government is spying on us now. We have a uh, corporation with all your data in hand and uh, if you don't know, if you're not lucky like you and have someone to advise you on how to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> control your data, uh, your data is going to end up, you know, here and there, and it's going to be used, God knows how, by, you know, either uh, Apple, uh, uh, Google, or Microsoft, because all of those three majors are handling those databases. And, um, and then you end up uh, with, uh, you know, if, if they go deeper into your data, and then they realize that, uh, you have diabetes and all of a sudden your insurance goes up out of nowhere because, uh, oops, you know, we know the, now the pharmacy or the, um, healthcare. Now it's, I know in, in Switzerland it's different. It's a national system, but here where all, um, insurance companies are corporations, yeah. they're trying to cut their costs to the maximum. So if, uh, if the data you're allowed to escape shows that you have some kind of disease, uh, that usually was between you and doc your doctor. Now it's out in the open and then they can use that to, uh, to either control you or, 
or uh, you know up your rates on insurance or health insurance or other you know maybe uh, maybe even uh, not allow you into work i mean if uh, let's say if you had if you've been affected by covid-19 you've been sick i get the feeling that a lot of companies might might question whether you should be a good candidate to work for them mm. if that data is available to them yeah. so there's a risk of uh, you know governments and corporations spying on us which i i'm not willing to risk at this point yeah mm. so um yeah, i, I asked yeah there is, there I asked, is of course a huge uh, sort of difference between the us and what is allowed there and what it, what is allowed in europe and not only in terms of which foods and stuff, but also in terms of security and, and uh, data protection. Um, yeah. And that's, of course, that's, something that each and every person has to uh, decide for themselves. Yeah, I, I heard because I'm staying in touch with what's going on in France. I heard that it was a big flop in France. Nobody, mm. I mean, barely anybody signed up on the, on the tracking system. because mm. uh, People are very suspicious of their own government. So, yeah. you know even though supposedly their data is protected uh, because it's Europe, but still. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, there are groups here in America, groups anti-tracking or anti-tracing, uh, you know, getting up and going. So, um, you know, that's how I keep my information up on as far as, uh, you know, they, they, they have job openings for a tracking, employees to go out to houses and actually question you ask you questions uh are you feeling do you have anybody sick in your home blah 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 and if there's a hint that you you're affected then they will either force you into confinement or they will take you away from your family or something at least that's what's what's going around so um you know number one is stay healthy of course and number two you know, if if you're against tracing, then you need to disable those apps in your in your cell phones. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Back to you. It's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to listen. I learn more when I listen than I do when I talk. Statement of fact. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've had a lot of free time, haven't you, over the last sort of I say free time. You've had more free time than you're used to, perhaps. Yes. Have you used that for uh, anything else other than sort of um, you know, doing, redoing your website and that type of thing? Is there a book or anything in the offing? Uh, I haven't. No, I'm not writing on a book. I've been reading a lot of books. <laughs> but that, I'm not sure that that's what you meant. <laughs> no, no, no. I just want no. Re no. Really, I'm fishing. You know, is, is there something new that's going to happen? Um, no, not really. Um, not in terms of uh, a product like that. I am still hoping that I can carry out my uh, event in November in Majorca, but we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> well, let's hope you can. I hope so. Okay, that's everything from my side. Alan, back to you. Okay. Uh, Anna, would you like to add anything that we might have forgot to ask? No. I would just like to thank you both for having me on the show again. It's been a pleasure catching up with you. Always a pleasure. Um, so here we go for the infamous closing. Thank you again, Anna, for being on the Local Paleo Show. 
and stay healthy, please. And as we say in Texas, a votre santé, yo. That's that Texas drool coming out there. Yep, that's it. I can say bonjour, y'all, as well. You can. Oh, there we go. Bonjour, y'all.